It is the unnamed MMA podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah, along with Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. We've got a UFC fight night to preview for everybody here. But let's recap the pay-per-view a little bit. Jordan, first of all, how are you doing and what are you taking away from what we saw last Saturday night? Charles Oliveira deserves all of our respect. I mean, for those... Not me, because I'm not in that category, because, you know, look, yeah, it was unprofessional that he missed the weight, no matter what controversies uh, or, you know, stipulations that came out of it. Uh, Bottom line is, he's the greatest lightweight that we currently have on the planet, and he proved it yet again, and I knew that he would. The matchup was favorable against Justin Gagey, and it played out like a typical Charles Oliveira fight. He got hurt early. He got knocked down, and then he saw his opening, and then I I told you he was going to strangle Justin Gagey. And what did he do? He strangled him. He strangled Justin Gagey. Strangled him. You're right. He strangled him. Yeah, he strangled him. And look, he is, and look, even though he's not theoretically, technically the lightweight champion of the world, he is, and still, in my mind, the lightweight champion of the world. And I cannot wait for him to fight next, whoever it may be. That's my big takeaway. There's some other, obviously casual you know b and v b and c virgin storylines but how could you you not talk about charles Oliveira following uh his performance on saturday how can we not talk about that epic kick to the face too i mean i know we were on the wrong side however i mean that's just you just you just tip your cap and you're like okay fine well i was wrong and uh that's how that that's how that happens exactly exactly see that's the thing about it is is like when something like that happens it's frustrating for, for, for me on the handicapping side because it almost justifies the money the money line and the value yeah. that Chandler was being released at. It's like a three-to-one favorite, which was absurd. I mean, Tony Ferguson won, you know, arguably won the first round of that fight, but then Michael Chandler front kicks him in the face. And, like, we've really only seen that, like, two or three other times in the UFC, Anderson Silva did it to Vitor Belfort. Leota Machida did it to Vitor Belfort. Uh, and then Leota Machida did it to Randy Couture. Like, like that's it. Like, yeah. you don't see that. And it just, and the fact that it was Tony Ferguson, a guy that, like, you know, is the boogeyman. And even though he got stopped uh, against Justin Gagey, he doesn't, like, he doesn't get stopped. And he just got flatlined. And then Michael Chandler with probably one of the greatest promos We've had it quite some time having a who's who of names, names of who he wants to fight next. Um, that certainly deserves recognition here on the Unnamed MMA Cop podcast because Michael Chandler uh, was brilliant uh, with his front kick knockout of Tony Ferguson. Yeah, and I feel like you deserve when you when you do something like that, you deserve that moment, right? Like you you call out whoever you want to call out. Like if you want to call out Connor, you call out Connor, right? If you want to call out whoever, you call out whoever you want to because you just completed something and you went through the numbers there or the people there that is rarely seen in MMA with a with a face kick knockout like that. I mean that dude just hit the ground like it was crazy. He, and it was, yeah, the lights the, the lights went out immediately and it was a viral kick and like you know and then and then you've got people tweeting out like them watching it live like I just saw just today. I mean it came out today. I saw a a, a video of the rock watching it live and he said holy shit. I mean it was a holy shit moment. Oh yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, I think, what makes the sport so, so brilliant and so unique and so awesome because you've got those moments that, 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 that they happen pretty frequently. But 
for something like that, that was absurd. Uh, the, you know, I don't know what I would have even handicapped Michael Chandler winning via front kick face. You know, uh, it's it's it was amazing. Great the only, performance by him. The only sport where you can make it grow by watching another dude kick another dude in the face, like that's how they you, you grow the quote grow the game, right? We always talk about yeah. it in soccer, grow the game and that kind of thing. This is how you grow the game. You have viral videos going around of the of the Rock watching a dude getting his lights knocked out by a kick to the face. Let's the, move. The to, only better, the only, I'm sure you saw it. The only other better video of than that highlight was the highlight of the the girl that was in the stands and jumped, you know, and then tried to get into the cage and got like, Oh yeah. Did from the, did mm-hmm. you see that? She yes. got like propelled into the, like the third row. Yeah. She think, was, you know, she was hammered. I'm going to go run to the octagon and see what happens. There, there, there are two places where I'm never, ever going to like rush the field, a football game where they're literally paid to tackle. And then the other place would be an octagon where they're literally paid to beat the crap out of each other. Like there's no even in the audience, the guys that are in the audience are the the, the quote celebrities are other fighters. That's the last place I want to be doing anything stupid like that, because the guy that's going to kick your ass is most likely a former fighter or current fighter. And same with the uh, with having it on a, at a football field. Someone might be tackling you could be a player that has pads on who gets paid to tackle people. Yeah, exactly. It could be a situation where you're certainly in that, doing that. I think like rugby might be up there as well. I don't oh, want those dudes are nuts. Like, but, rugby but yeah, dudes are nuts. Are and if you listen, yeah. if you're listening to us and you play rugby like that, is like this, I say it with the utmost respect. Y'all are nuts. Like that is to to play football without pads. Essentially, I mean, I know there's different nuances to the game. They don't really with their head and all that. I get it. I get it. I get it. But to play that sport, that's just crazy. Let's move to uh, UFC Fight Night. Here we've got Jan Blahovitz against uh, Alexander Rachik, and this should be a good one. This is a fight we were supposed to get initially in late March, but a neck injury caused this one to be delayed a little bit. Now both guys are fully healthy. Uh, Jan is a plus one sixty five underdog to Rachik. He's minus one ninety five. A heavy favorite for this main event for UFC Fight Night. What do you think of this one going into this fight? Yeah, it, it's intriguing because it's 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 going to set the, the table probably for the next in line or, or maybe one fight away from challenging for the championship at, at 205 pounds. And Jan Blachowicz is a great story. I mean, here's a guy that, like, was a middle-tier light heavyweight and then, like, went on an unbelievable run, uh, won the light heavyweight championship of the world, then defeated and defended against a guy that many consider to be the greatest pound or one of the greatest pound for pound fighters we currently have on the roster. And that's the UFC middleweight champion, Israel Adesanya, who, you know, tried to go up in weight and, and win two titles. Uh, but then his fight after that, he, he, he loses to the best story we have going today. And that's, you know, Glover Teixeira, who is the 42 year old light heavyweight champion of the world. He fights next month. Um, and we'll get to, we'll obviously talk about that that fight when it when it gets closer. But Jan Blachowicz is like, you know, a lumbering Polish hammer. I mean, I don't know the way to describe it. The dude hits hard. He's got hammers for fists. He's got very good, you know, strong, you know, takedown defense. A good solid base of wrestling. But against Alexander Rodzik, he's going to fight a guy that's also extremely athletic, very long and lengthy, good kicks, good strikes. Hasn't been really tested on the ground, so it'd be interesting to see if Blahovich, you know, utilizes the clinch and tries to get some takedowns and and go into the championship rounds. Um, Rajik is supposed to win this fight; that's why he's the favorite. Uh, Jan Blahovich, I, I think people think at, at forty, I think he's forty-one. 
he had his moment. Now it's kind of on the tail end of his career. I'm on that side. Uh, I like Rochick to win this fight just because I, I, I they pegged him to be a, a special talent, a title contender, a guy that could wear the belt at some point at 205 pounds. Uh, and I think his athleticism is going to be enough. But if if this fight gets dirty, and I know what I know you like it when fights get dirty. If this fight gets dirty and like it gets into the clinch and and Jan is 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 making Alexander wear him for a couple of rounds, it's going to get extremely interesting. But I like Rochik. I think he wins the fight. I think he's just better, just a little bit better of a talent overall. You and the odds makers agree that this one is probably going to go the distance here because Rochik by decision, if you look at method of victory, is plus 215. If you want Rochik to win by knockout TKO or DQ, you're getting that at plus 180. So those two right there are the shortest odds. If you're, if you're looking at taking a shot on Jan here, you want to take a shot. That kind of rhymed a shot on Jan. If you want to take a shot on Jan here, uh, Jan to win by decision is plus 400 and by knockout is plus 450. But the odds makers and you tend to agree that this could probably either end quickly or go the, di- either it's either going to end quickly or go the distance. But either way, this is going to be Rochick, right? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I, and I tend to agree, too, just because Rochick's been a little bit more methodical in his last uh, you know, two victories. Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, which are two you know, upper, upper echelon light heavyweights. Uh, and Jan Blahovich is a guy that, that, that really, I mean, he got submitted by Glover Teixeira because Glover Teixeira is, is you know, he's like Charles Oliveira on the ground, but at light heavyweight. Like, he... He gets you to the ground. He's going to submit you. He's just phenomenal as a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Um, so he got tapped out by Glover Teixeira. But, but it's not a guy that's, that gets knocked out uh, except by Tiago Santos. We talked about him a couple of podcasts ago, shows ago. Like, he hits hard. But that was, you know, that was in 2019. Jan Bohovich is a guy that's, that's gone through the ringer uh, with, with guys since then. So I think the over, and I think Rochik, and likely Rochik via points, is, is the play. All right, our co-main event here, Ryan Spahn against Ian Kutalaba. This is a light heavyweight co-main event here for Saturday night. Uh, this is two guys that have, you know, kind of struggled to find a little bit of consistency. Uh, Kutalaba is here is 5-5-1 five, five and, and one, uh, in his first 11 starts against the Octagon. But this is a, a guy who likes to come out. He's a huge ball of energy, likes to come out swinging. So when you look at this fight, Kutalaba is here a huge favorite, minus 235 against Spahn, who's plus 190. Is this another one where we're going to take the heavy favorite here? Here we are. Yeah, I think Kudilaba, again, like similar to Rochik, you know, it's kind of, you know, matured as a fighter and, and doesn't come out like a ball of fire. He, you know, you should go back and look at some of the weigh-ins that, that Kudilaba has, has had. He yells at every single one of his opponents. There was one fight where he, 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 he donned himself all in green because he's known as the Hulk. Um, and, you know, he, he has at times had issues controlling his emotions and controlling his cardio. So he, like, prior to about... His last two fights have has been a round, round and a half fighter where he's winning, and then if he does not get the finish, uh, he's done. And then you know, guys, you know, typically take over the fight. So, but his last two fights, Dustin Jacoby and Devin Clark, he's done that. He's utilized his great his, his great striking, his his power in his hands, but also uh, his undervalued and underutilized wrestling. And Ryan Spann is a guy that. 
despite being older uh, and like, but less experience in the UFC. He's also bigger too than Kudalaba. Bigger, yeah, bigger, and, and and you know, and certainly athletic. And, and he's and got four inches in on there. the height, and he's got four inches on the reach here on Kudalaba. Yes, here. but he does. I, I mean, it, it's it's difficult when he, like a Renan has fights like. Dude doesn't like to get hit. Like, yeah, obviously, no one likes to get hit. Do you like to get hit? I mean, come on. But but there's certain people that like that take <laughs> like Charles Oliveira can take damage fine. Like you know, like we've seen that. It like, wakes them up, right? There's certain and, guys where like they take that first punch and they're like, okay, now it's a fight. Exactly. Ryan Span's not that. The first sign of adversity, Ryan Span is is struggling, and he is and he is going to be done uh, with 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 a fight, uh, and that's going to be an issue. With a guy against, you know, the, the likes, the skill set of Ian Kutilaba that's going to pressure, that's going to bring, you know, probably the same athleticism. And if Ryan Spann says, okay, fine, then I got to go back and utilize my wrestling, uh, Kutilaba can match that all day. So uh, I, I think Kutilaba for sure, probably parlay stuffer. But I will say that looking for uh, an inside the distance play on Kutilaba, probably worth a look because, you know, Ryan Spann's a guy. That's been finished. Two of his mm-hmm. last three fights, he's been finished, uh, you know, inside of a round. So if you don't want the finish, maybe you just go the under uh, at, at, you know, at two and a half, thinking that um, Ian Kutilaba, Ian Kutilaba could, uh, you know, end up being in a situation like that. And when we look at the uh, method of victory here, we usually try to find a little bit of value there, right? Like with a knockout, with a submission, whether it's going to be with points. This is one of the rare times, Jordan, where we look at Kudalava to win by knockout or TKO is minus 135. So you got to lay $135 to win 100. A rare, like, I guess longer odds, not really. You know what I mean? Like when we look at it, if I'm looking at Kudalava by submission, I'm getting plus 850. If I'm looking at Kudalava to win by decision, I'm looking at plus 750. So to see a knockout there at minus 135, what do you think of that as far as, like, because if I don't want to take the minus 235, that's way too long odds. Like, I'm not laying $235 just to win $100, right? So what I'm going to do here is I'm looking at maybe the minus 135 for Kudalaba by knockout there. I, I mean, so, I mean you're, really, you're really trying to play a, a, an exact result, and I don't, I don't love it. Um, I guess I'd ask you back, like, if there's, a little bit more value on inside the distance, probably not because Kudalaba is not going to be a guy that's hunting for a submission. So I think well, I'm here's just how I look pull. at it, right? Like if if you're like if I, I'm I'm doing I'm doing math of what you're saying, right? So you're saying that Kudalaba is probably going to he's he, he you're saying that Span doesn't like to be hit. Kudalaba likes to hit. It's probably going to go inside the distance. So that means one that means one scenario: dude's getting knocked out, right? So if I'm looking at odds, I'm like, okay, dude's going to get knocked out. Minus one thirty-five. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I think that's probably the safe play. But I, again, for me, that's the safe play if you want to back Kudelaba, that you're all day thinking. And Kudelaba is also a guy, again, that has been finished several yeah. times mm-hmm. because of, you know, what he's shown going hard and going hard. And if he can't get the finish in the first round, round and a half, he's kaput. Yeah. So I almost say Kudelaba, just get him the win. Put him in a parlay stuffer, right. and then believe in a little bit in Ryan Span because he's also a finisher. The the under would probably okay. be the play. All right, and then what could be the best fight of the night? A fight of the night candidate, someone who's won fight of the night before, Davy Grant against Louis Smolka. This one could be great, 
or it could and it could end very quickly as Davy Grant is a minus 300 favorite here smoke a plus 235 on the money line if we look at method of victory this is another situation here where if you're looking at Davy Grant you're getting even money bet 100 win 100 on Davy Grant to win by knockout he's a huge favorite like I mentioned these guys like to come out swinging these guys like to end things quickly especially Davy Grant so is that what we're looking at here another quick fight from Davy Grant looking to knock out Smolka uh, I actually, I'm not going to back that. I'm Ooh. actually going to go with the underdog here. Wow. I think Luis Smolka. Yeah, I look. You know, Davy Grant has has cashed over the last you know couple of his victories because he's developed this this unbelievable knockout power. And in particular, look, he 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 had me have a bad day uh, when actually two times he's had me have a bad day against Martin Day and Jonathan Martinez. The two times that he's won in the past uh, of his last four fights because he's two and two over his last four. Uh, he cashed as an underdog. Because all of a sudden he developed this knockout power. And in essence, also what's happened is he's then fallen in love with that. And he's gotten into stand-up fights, which led to his two losses in a row to Marlon Vera and Adrian Yanaz. Um, Here's what I'll say about this. Luis Smoka definitely can't take the punishment that those previous two opponents could against David Grant. But Luis Smoka can match the jujitsu and the grappling that David Grant is actually known for. David Grant is a is is a grappler. He's a he's not a guy that's known for his hands. He just knocked out a guy. He's like, oh, I can knock people out. So this is how I'm gonna win fights. So I actually I think Luis Smoka gets into a grappling exchange with David Grant, and I think he's the better grappler of the two. And as long as you know, as long as uh, you know, uh, Luis Smoka can survive because he has been tagged before and and finish. If he can survive and avoid that firefight, I think Luis Smoka with his scrambles. Uh, and his cardio and the fact that he could push hard for three rounds could lock in a choke, lock up an arm, and, and get a submission victory. Smolka by decision, 7-1. to one. Are we sprinkling? Are we sprinkling? Well, what's the submission prop? Because yeah, that's Smolka, Smolka by submission is 7-1. to one. I'm Plus, in. All right. I'm in. Woo, seven to one. I'm in. Now, okay, now let me, now, now, this is just me and you talking here. No one's listening to this. This is just me and you. Are you going with Smolka because Grant has burned you in the past like an ex-girlfriend? Is that what you're doing here? You've had bad you times with Grant. You You've had bad no, times you with Grant. So you're, you are, is, I, I, is Jordan's I, mind you a little can't. cluttered here? Is that what we're saying? Lay on the couch and you, tell us. Is that you okay? Can't, you can't. You can't. You can't do that. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm definitely. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> agitated, but um, about it. But no, I mean. He, he, yeah, this is a safe burned, space, Jordan. You can be honest with time, us. This like, is a safe space. You can you can tell us what you're thinking. It's fine. Well, maybe, it's, maybe it's because I, I've, I've I've cashed before on Louis Smoka. There you being go. An okay. All right. I mean, so maybe you're maybe I mean, you're in, the, the, Louis Smoka is known as the Last Samurai. Great I know. Movie. I like it. I know. It's great. It does look good. It does look <laughs> yeah. good. And at seven to one, that's going to be our flyer. I love it. All right. Let's go to our, another fight here on the main card. Ch- uh, Caitlin Chikagian against Amanda Hibas here. This is going to be uh, for a flyweight here. And these, you know, they've, they've kind of gone back and forth. Um, in, in Hibas has gone back and forth in, 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 uh, in, in weight classes is what I was trying with the word I was thinking of. Uh, Chikagian here, the f- favorite here at minus 180. Hibas at plus 155. How do you see this one as our last fight on the yeah, main I mean, card? Caitlin, Caitlin Chukagian is known as blonde fighter. Uh, she should be known as point fighter because really all she does is utilize her size. She utilizes her, her, her great kickboxing, her great boxing, and, and outpoints people. Uh, and, and, I mean, look, she does have finishing ability. She did finish uh, uh, you know, Valentina Shevchenko's sister uh, in, in a fight quite recently. But for me, 
her size is just going to be is going to be the 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 reason why she's going to be successful. That's what I was going to ask. Amanda you. I mean, yeah, we're looking you know, we're looking at a six inch height differential, and I mean that's just that's just massive. Six inches yeah. in height differential, only two inches in the uh, in the reach differential, which either means Chikagian has very short arms or Hivas has very long arms. But a, a a six inch difference in the height differential is that what you're going with here? As when you're talking yeah, about the exactly, difference in cause, size, because I think stylistically they cancel each other out. Okay, stylistically, like there's not an area where I think, and I'm very high on Amanda Hivas. So I, I think that she's she is an outstanding talent, um, but I just don't think that there's. There's there's an area where that she's going to overwhelm uh, from a skill set standpoint, and you know Caitlin Chikagian is going to just be very comfortable in that fight, being the bigger fighter, being able to dictate where the fight goes. So it's 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 Chikagian to win. It's Chikagian on points. That's um, uh, because, plus one ten right now. Chikagian right. by points. Exactly. I mean, I will say this. Uh, you know, if if he buys somehow, you know, if, if somehow if she, if she wins this fight and she wins it, you know, in, in convincing fashion, she's she's right up there next in line for a shot at the championship. Hmm. And that means a big thing because Caitlin Chick-Hagan's kind of now become that, like, you know, quote-unquote gatekeeper for, for the championship. You know, not good enough necessarily to be a champion, but good enough to beat everybody else uh, in the flyweight division. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that one. And Chikagian by points there at plus 110 is uh, by decision there. And if you're looking, I mean, they're not going to knock each other out. This isn't a submission fight either for either of them, it looks like here. If you're just going by the odds and what the odds are telling you, that is the main card. A couple dogs there to to get behind on the main card, especially that 7-1 to one with Smolka by, uh, uh, by submission there in that fight. Anything in the undercard? I know there's a couple fights you wanted to get to uh, in the undercard for this UFC fight night yeah there's there, there's two that i want to point out uh and he's been, he's been such a difficult fighter to back michael johnson because you know the menace is a guy that like came in off the ultimate fighter a lot of notoriety went on a one in five slump uh which is extremely hilarious and then he won two fights in a row then lost four two of them he was winning in convincing fashion and then had a brain fart in there so I'm like all right how are you gonna back a guy if I'm doing the math, it's three and nine. <laughs> it's 12 fights. I'm going to. I'm going to. Because uh, th- despite all of that, the athleticism, the striking, uh, the pace that he's going to put on Alan Patrick, he's not going to be threatened by Patrick's jiu-jitsu. I, I just think at $1.50, Michael Johnson is, is still a-, a good value. So I like him to win that fight. And then the other one, a little bit of a flyer, a little bit of an underdog, uh, overkill. Angela Hill. Is in a matchup with uh, Verna Girardo, G- John DiRaba. John DiRaba is an outstanding jiu-jitsu practitioner. Like she, if she gets this fight to the ground, and that's why a lot of people think she should win. And, and at a dollar eighty, I could see why. Because if she gets the fight to the ground, Angela Hill's going to struggle. Um, but I think Angela Hill's going to output her and has enough in the takedown defense to keep the fight standing for the majority of the fight to win this fight via points. Because I don't think Verna is a threat to Angela Hill on the feet. So small play. And Angela Hill is the underdog at plus 155, Oof. along with Michael Johnson at the dollar fifty favorite. So you're looking at plus 155 for Hill if you want Hill by uh, decision, like you mentioned. You get a little extra juice on there at plus 200 there if you wanted to sprinkle that oh, on that, that. Then that's the play. That's I mean, the play I, I at plus 200? I don't, I don't see. All right. Yeah, Angela Hill's not going to submit Verna, and I don't think that she's going to knock her out because Angela Hill's kind of like a point fighter as well. You know, she doesn't have really, you know, overwhelming knockout power in either hand. She's she's going to outpoint people. So, yeah, take her by decision. And, and if you look at Andrew Hill, Andrew Hill also is a, is a fighter who continuously goes to 
uh, you know, the decision. Uh, mm-hmm. Eight of her 13 wins artists by decision and nine of her 11 losses are by decision. So. so you've got Hill by decision there. You've got Michael Johnson as the minus 155 favorite. You've got Chikagian by points at plus 180. We've got Kudalaba as a huge favorite. Put that in a parlay. You work with that. And you've got Rachik at minus 195 uh, with the over there for the main event there. And then, of course, Smolka at plus 235. And then our flyer is Smolka by submission at 7-1. to one. And if Davy Grant wins again, we're going to sit you down on the couch and we're going to figure this out, okay? Yeah. We're going to figure out why you keep either what it, whether you keep what you need to bet against him next time. Or you're going to keep betting for him or what we're going to do. We're going to figure this out because I, I think there's something there you're not telling us. I think there's something there. Yeah, Davy Grant. <laughs> I can pick, pick so many other guys that like have burned me in the past. <laughs> that I got a grudge on. Davy Grant is not high on that list. <laughs> That's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon1063. Get all of his picks at FatJackSports.com. Even the ones we don't mention. I listen. I'm friends with Jordan. He gives me the picks every once in a while, and there's much more than these picks that are on the card. There's a ton of fights in this. There's different props that he's got that he likes. There's different leans that he's taken. So make sure you go to FatJackSports.com. Sign up for those picks. Get Jordan's picks right there. You'll also get the NBA playoffs. You get the NHL playoffs. You'll get baseball for free. That's included. And then, of course, we've got the NFL schedules coming out today, so you're going to get all the NFL picks are going to be there, too. Soon enough, it's going to be fall, and it's going to be NFL and college football season, so you want to get signed up. Check out FatJackSports.com. I'm Adam Abdallah. Follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah, and we will talk to you next week on another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast.